Welcome, everybody. Episode 7 of the How You Say Podcast. I'm Boy. And another disappointing week for the podcast host. Owen 2 again. Had quite a few disappointing weeks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quite a few for me, yes. Uh, You are still right in the thick of the playoff chase, though. With a halfway decent squad, once again. Uh, All right, well, uh, this is interesting. It's the last week of intra-division matchups. Uh, we have only been playing our own division up until now. And uh, we're going to start getting into the inter-division matchups next week. Uh, but for now, we got one more week. Let's find out what happened last week. All right, first up, we've got Laura against Eric. Two and two against one and three. Eric needing a win to hang tight. Uh, couldn't do it. Lost 138 to 167. Large performance from Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, uh, with a nice supporting effort by Cortland Sutton and CeeDee Lamb on Laura's part. Uh, Alec is now twice in a row, came up against, well, almost high point this week, high point last week, mm-hmm. and he put up uh, good scores. Yeah, 159, 138. I mean, those will get you wins most weeks. I will say, like, this week was a high-scoring week. Um, we had our usual heckler complaining that he scored um, – 112 this week. I had to point out to him that that was the lowest score of the week. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he was complaining, like, oh, I'm scoring points. I'm always scoring like 110, 120. And I was like, well, in the weeks that everyone scores high, you need to score a little higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a new we'll let, with OP. Yeah. We'll let the listeners work out who our heckler is. <laughs> <laughs> Was this a personal heckle? I don't remember being a part of this heckle. Yeah, this is a personal WhatsApp heckle. Oh, okay. Excellent. Like, uh, yeah, so ESPN still hates Eric's team, uh, but it has been performing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Let's see what happens next week. Our next matchup was Christina versus Bellet. Two in, uh, what was it? Two and two versus one and three. Mm-hmm. And again, Barrett, just like Eric, has had some really close high-scoring losses. Christina came out with a nine-point, just under nine-point victory, thanks mainly to Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. The stack I, strike yeah. again. Thanks almost exclusively to those two. I mean, Christina put up a 152, which is a great score. Uh, Got 23 out of Madison, but 7 out of Elijah Mitchell, 5 out of Darnell Mooney, 0 out of Elijah Moore. I'm not sure the fascination with Elijah Moore here. Um, It's a gosh darn good thing that that didn't come back to bite her. Otherwise, she'd probably be uh, ruining sitting your boy, Miles Gaskin, in this one. Barrett almost came all the way back. I think she was down 70 or 80 points going into... 
the Monday night game and Taylor with a 34. Oh, maybe she was only down 50. Anyway, uh, Jonathan Taylor, a heroic 34.9 in a losing effort uh, in Monday night football. Not enough. So interesting segue. Dallas made a incorrect start sit decision this week. Yeah. Tell us about it. And it's an interesting one. Like, who would you start? Justin Fields or Davis Mills? Mm-hmm. Uh, projections were 13 for Fields and 10 for Davis Mills. I know, but it is Justin Fields. Uh, I went back and I did calculations throughout the week. And it was basically... Week one was really weird. Where if you could switch one start-sit decision... Per team, per losing team. Okay. Would it change the result? And what'd you come up with? So, week one, four out of the six matchups would have been flipped. Okay. Just based on one start sit decision. Okay. Um, week two was two. Week three was just one because there was a couple of blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, this is a valid start sit decision where you're only switching. One player in. It's not like you're going to do this man C thing. And this um, isn't like a AJ Dillon over Aaron Jones starts it. This is something that is conceivably possible, or is it just any decision? Like AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Which yeah, okay. I believe you should have started yep. three, three or four weeks out of five. Maybe five That's how many weeks I should have started AJ Dillon? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But basically, it was like four, two, one, two, three. So last uh, this week again, there was like three half matchups would have been flipped, mm-hmm. and I believe like Barrett is one, I'm one. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. And spoiler alert: um, Pete was the other. Okay. And Barrett and Pete actually have unlucky where in three of the weeks they've lost. They could have flipped the decision. <laughs> mm. So, you need to be thinking long and hard about those start sets. Yeah. Well, hey, let's go ahead and skip ahead to Pete's matchup against Danny this week. Uh, as you mentioned, Pete did lose, but uh, he did leave Antonio Brown's 32 points on the bench. Hard to say who you realistically would have started him over, but it's possible. <laughs> Possible that you don't trust A.J. Brown coming back from injury. Uh, possible that you are fully on the Mike Williams train and aren't quite believing in Keenan Allen. I, I don't know. It's possible. Or Trey Lance. Maybe you go four receivers and you don't start the rookie quarterback. Pete loves rookie quarterbacks. That's what we know about him. Uh, but he did lose 121 to 135. Danny still with a good score. Comes back to earth a little bit. He's not scoring uh, in the 150s this week. And it was a very balanced performance, double digits from seven of his 10 guys. Uh, and he, just enough to get the win. He got the win without starting a second quarterback. And he still needs to lock down the wide receiver two position. Uh, yeah. Or OP position, you could say. I mean, if you throw Devontae in, Devontae Smith in the second receiver, that's solved. And then you got. Marvin Jones or Rondale Moore, Hunter Renfro, you know, that, that OP slot uh, with a lack of quarterback right now is a bit of a toss up from week to week. 
So I, we will get to it soon. But as of right now, Danny doesn't have a second quarterback at all. He only has one. He has a second quarterback, but I'm not counting Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld? Sudfeld, yep. Rhymes with Budfeld. How? What do you think of Danny's team with, a, with only one quarterback? How far will you ride this train? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, you know, the argument could be made that he has zero quarterbacks because Jalen Hurts throws like he's a running back. Runs like a running back, too, but he also throws like a running back. Uh, I, You know, Danny's team has not changed a whole lot, in my opinion. It was fine to start the year. It was very top-heavy. It was gambling on a couple of key positions, and those gambles so far have more or less paid off. Um, and if he continues to ride that, then he'll be fine. And if his luck runs out, then he'll be going back to the waiver wire or the trade market. Was this even a matchup or were you just like, you should have literally just started Tyler Boyd and that's it. Oh, you think? Yeah. It would have been the same result, right? I'm probably not in the running for any points, championships or tiebreakers. Uh, but that's not fun. I, there was a point after the morning games as I was getting my doors blown off. Uh, by the way, I lost by 61. Uh, that I was thinking about dropping my kicker to just go pick up a backup quarterback just in case. You never know. Uh, and then I decided, well, that's probably not worth it. And I think I was close enough that where if Tyreek went off for 40, then I would have been in the hunt. Uh, and I did not get any closer. And plus my kicker got nine points, so... Let's do this. Uh, Not a whole lot to mention here. Andrew did put up a great score, uh, possibly the best of the year. We'll have to get our statisticians on that. Uh, Interestingly, didn't even need a 30-point performance. He just did it with five guys scoring 23 or better and a couple other double-digit performances. Just loaded. Loaded team, this Andrew Lee squad. Like, I will say he's got a hot hand in the tight end. I don't know how long he can ride that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, this is very, a very strong squad. Has got a little bit of a question mark at quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Where Wilson is injured. Lyon, maybe he's back. Maybe it was just against the Jets. But, but let's see. Well, I uh, like to call this matchup the battle of this year's uh, George Kittle slash Mark Andrews slash Robert Tunyon. I think that guy is probably either Dalton Schultz or Dawson Knox. Great, great named player comes out of relative obscurity, scores 10 touchdowns and becomes the next great tight end. Okay. Well, so do you think, let's see what they've scored so far. For the year, Dawson Knox has scored five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And Delson Schultz has scored three. Yes. Do you think they will score 12 touchdowns? Combined? No. Do I think, either one. Do I think either one will score 12 touchdowns? Uh, no. So you don't believe what you just said. <laughs> but but Kittle has never scored 12 touchdowns, and he was the originator of this prize. So he only needs to be a top 
I don't know, seven tight end, five tight end. I think one of these two will be a top five tight end at the end of the year. Shall we make that the big board bet? Yes. Okay. And I get either one for the record. Yep. 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 Either okay. one. Perfect. Make it bold. All right. Uh, last non marquee matchup Ted Stone versus Corey Duncan in a newly formed rivalry matchup. Uh, Ted blew his doors off by 50. Uh, not quite like Andrew did to me, but uh, a big win for the Ted Stone squad. Yeah. I, I'm surprised by Ted's squad. Like, he has the two quarterbacks and not much else. But he's well, getting it done. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's the thing about Ted's squad. He's obviously got the two quarterbacks. He's got a lot of names. And they haven't performed consistently. You know, Allen Robinson has been big bag of slugs. Uh, Woods finally had a, a good game this week. Jacobs has been kind of up and down. Uh, I mean, Gibson's been pretty steady, uh, but yeah, Diggs Gibson's has not been good. quite the same guy. So, you know, we thought his team was going to be great at the beginning of the year. It has not been, but I think there's still a lot more potential for his squad than some of the other two and three teams. Meanwhile, Corey falls to one and four, um, continues to have the utmost confidence in his squad. We will get to our weekly uh, talk about Corey's team segment uh, here in a little bit, but uh, that should suffice for now. All right. Marquee matchup. Big Badger against Big AJ going for supremacy in the Wolverines division. And you fell 121 to 141. How are you feeling? So I was annoyed for multiple reasons. Right. Number one, like, Saquon gets injured <laughs> instantly on, like, a freak injury. Not sure. even, like, a football injury. It was just like, oh, I'm just jogging. Yeah, yeah I didn't say it. Was he uh, getting a hot dog from the vendor and tripped over himself? I, I believe it was between plays, like, just resetting, and he steps on someone's foot that he didn't expect to be there. And so he rolled his ankle. <laughs> Um. So that was annoying. Second annoying thing was like my quarterbacks. I believe had five, six turnovers between them. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't help. Um. But the other, the last annoying thing was like going into Monday night's matchup. I've got a twenty point lead. She has Mark Andrews and the Ravens. And then Mark Andrews decides he really hates me for saying all those bad things about him last year. Hey, I called it last week. This is the Mark Andrews revenge game. And boy, did he get revenge. Uh, Yeah, it was not great. Uh, Do you wish you had started Jameis Winston over your boy Sam Darnold? Has the shine come off of the Darnold globe a little bit? A little bit, but this may be his one bad game before he jumps back on the horse. Mm -hmm. Back on the Panther, you might say? Yeah. I will say, though, I'm expecting to be flea and flea. Anything above flea and flea? Or, sorry, flea and four. to lose, so you're 
picking yourself to lose this week and next week, it sounds like. I am picking myself to win. But I, like, you will see this week, I've lost a lot of star power. Next week, I won't even be able to start a full team. Mm, okay. So let's see. Let's see what we, happens. We shall see. Okay. Well, uh, props to Barrett. You know, you mentioned Saquon on your side. Uh, Kenny Galladay also went down early in that game, uh, had a zero for her, was able to pull it out. Uh, Chubb and Hunt, how about that? You yeah, one of them there. was a freak thing. I am not like, I was, that was also what I was annoyed at. I was watching this game oh, and okay. it's like, wait, what the hell can the Chargers not tackle? I, I'm not sure which play you're talking about, but they scored 25 yard feet, touchdown, so. uh, receiving touchdown by, I believe it was Hunt. Uh-huh. And it was just basically like he's just running like through Chargers players. So, uh, yeah, so chalk up the big board bet or the bold bet to uh, Boso on that one. Chubb and Hunt demolished your running backs pretty much. I, you know, Saquon went down in the first quarter, and, and that's probably why, but still. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, they didn't demolish, by the way. Yeah. My two running backs scored 49 points, right? Her two scored 51. <laughs> You know, that's that's not even one point. That's two That's two full points. Anyway, let's move on. All right, uh, let's do a hashtag kicker flex update. Uh, we still just have the one matchup that has been decided by the kicker, unfortunately. Um, teams that have started the better kicker have gone 15 and 15 this year. So not a, not a whole lot of advantage there. Uh, we have six kickers that have been started with double-digit points and 11 kickers total over the year. Uh, and then a new stat I've just calculated, teams that start double-digit kickers are now 5-1 and one this season. The one loss was to another team that also started a double-digit kicker. So generally speaking, if you can find a double-digit kicker, you're going to win that week. So there you go. That's all the... all the Boyd, I think you just you... did a Madden stat. Which one is Which that? Is... If you score more points than the opposition, you win no, more games. If your kicker is better than your opponent's kicker, I mean, if your kicker scores more points than the other team combined, then you're definitely going to win. But just you just got to win that kicker matchup. That's all you got to do. Let's move on to waivers. Yes. Oh, let's do trades first, actually, because the trades happen before waivers. Uh, sure. Let's let's get to the trades. Uh, we had one go down during the Monday night football game. Uh, Pete, who claims that he has never made a trade with Corey before, so this would be the first one, uh, makes a trade with Corey. He trades away Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown. Corey gives him DeAndre Swift and Brandon Ayuk. No money exchanged. Uh, what do you think about this one? So I think Corey's trading – Buying low into his one of his fanboys, Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. um, and buying a little low into AJ Brown, or so he hopes. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has been very, very disappointing. Debo's the number one guy. Uh, Debo's probably 1A, 1B with Kittle, and then Ayuk's a very distant third, fourth. Yeah, so 
We're not even sure how he still exists, I think. Yeah, so Swift is the main piece in yep. this uh, puzzle. And from the looks of things, if Detroit is in close games, it's going to be an equal timeshare between uh, Swift and Williams, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will both get points. Whereas been getting a surprising amount of carries so far. Yeah. I like Pete's side of the deal. I do too. I understand it from both sides. It's definitely not a landslide either way. Um, but, you know, Pete solves the second running back spot. Sanders has been a big disappointment. Eckler and he's got those great receivers that we talked about earlier and so his lineup is starting to round into form you know on Corey's side he's just you're you're right he's buying low on some superstars he's trying to acquire as many stars as he can in hopes that they all kind of come around at the same time you know if they all end up hitting Corey's team could be kind of scary but inevitably uh, you can't get all of them to hit at the same time so I understand it from both sides I also give a slight edge to Pete in this one. Then the next trade was involving my co-host, or trades was involving my co-host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some complicated shenanigans happening. <laughs> no idea what exactly is going on, but it was basically Alan Jones was traded, and then AJ Dillon was traded a few seconds later. For Michael Thomas, Zach Moss, DJ Moore, and you gave three dollars as well. I did, yes. So Jones and Dylan and three dollars next year for Thomas, Moss, and Moore. Uh, the reason we did this is because I was acquiring two receivers and I didn't want to drop two receivers. So I only so we split the trade up. Thomas put him on my IR and then acquired the second receiver to take that slot. So uh yeah you know uh the deal here probably you would say is Corey got the biggest name and i got the depth and the keeper value and honestly i you know after looking at my team it wasn't that much worse off you would say for the season i mean depends i guess a little bit on how you view the players but i really like dj Moore, as evidenced by the fact that i was almost the only person to ever own him outside of not winning him in the auction this year. Thomas, I feel like, is a great keeper potential should he come back. And Moss, surprisingly effective uh, running back too. I I can see both sides of it. I don't understand the money aspect. Okay. Like, why give money? Especially when maybe it was to apply Michael Thomas out of his hands. Um. Yeah, Corey got the biggest name, AJ Dillon, in the trade. Right. <laughs> uh, whoever acquires the AJs obviously wins the deal. Yes. Of course, if you're going by that, then uh, Corey also won the previous deal. Look at Corey acquiring AJs all over the place. This needs to get green now. Will Will Corey acquire uh, your naming rights? Are you going to have to rename yourself at some point? Is he going to be AJ Duncan, and and you'll have to pick a new name? 
I would love it if he picked up AJ Green and then changed his team name to something with AJ. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, he'd go get AJ McCarron. He loves backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Um. Again, I, I'll see how this trade goes at. Like, percolates, skews a little yeah. bit. It'll be interesting to judge. I definitely think that the Green Bay backfield is not one I want to own because I don't trust the floor of AJ, uh, Alan Jones, who is also AJ. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like, so I own Devin Single Perry. Zach Moss has been creeping up, creeping up, creeping up to the point where. I'm like, okay, come on, Devin, what are you doing? Yeah. Losing that job, that's what he's doing. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I got the keeper value here. Possible exception of we'll see what happens with that Green Bay backfield. If A.J. Dillon ends up taking that job and Jones gets a knee injury, then maybe he's the better keeper out of everybody. Um, But it certainly sets Corey up pretty well going forward. You know, with those receivers that he's been able to acquire, now he's got at least one running back one. And obviously, Corey's not done. He's never done. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens from here. Okay, well, before we wrap up week five, we should mention we did have a winner of the loose change pot for yardage. Uh, Barrett, owner of Devonte Adams, went for 206 yards this week. So she is the lucky recipient or strategic recipient of $30. Big winner, Barrett Thompson on the board, uh, has won the most money in the league to, th- to this point. So that yardage pot resets, and the touchdown pot still going strong. Should be at $24 entering week six. So good luck, everybody. Now it's time for another stat corner. What a week it was for scoring. After starting the year totaling around 1,500 combined points per week, our 12 teams erupted for almost 1,700 points in Week 5. More than a few players were weak winners, capped by Mark Andrews taking a fat dump all over AJ's team on Monday Night Football. But how about Lamar Jackson? The so-called lead running back for the Ravens had 442 yards and 4 touchdowns with only 6 incompletions, a franchise record for passing yards. He also became the first player in history to have a game with 400 passing yards, 50 rushing yards, 4 touchdowns, and no picks. Lamar now has more total yards than 18 other NFL teams, more than the Niners, Packers, and Seahawks, just to name a few. Tune in next week for another edition of Stat Corner. Okay, well let's get into the waivers for week Six it is now. A couple quick notes. Um, Something interesting happened over the weekend, and it got me looking at uh, basically how often does somebody get up in the middle of the night to try to time as soon as waivers clear to get those free agents. And I found that three times in the past, each on a Wednesday, so September 15th, 22nd, 29th, somebody was able to get within two minutes of the waivers. I'm not exactly sure how they've done it. Uh, it was Danny twice, Corey once. And then Saturday night, nope, this is, yeah, Saturday night, Pete got within one minute. 
he literally was about as fast as possible. As soon as the waiver's cleared, he hops on, picks up his player for free. Uh, it's amazing. Um, of note, uh, this Wednesday, uh, as soon as waivers cleared, four different people got up before 2 a.m. to get first crack of free agents. Word is out on how to get that extra advantage is try to time the waivers. Uh, do you have any theories how people are getting so close to the time? Well, waivers run at midnight now instead of running at 2 a.m. West Coast time. Okay. So it's a lot easier just to stay up for midnight and pick up. Right? So do you think people are staying up until midnight and then they're just going refresh, 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 waiting for waivers to clear? Well, you also know when they run. Like, they run at, like, 12.07, 12.08. So. Okay. Well, funny you should mention that because uh, I've actually done a little research. And these are the different times waivers have cleared since the league has started this year. 12.22, 12.14, 12.18, 12.20, 12.23. 1211, 1240, 1258, 1222, 105, 1227, 1243. There is almost an hour span that waivers could clear. You could be up, uh, possibly, as I did Saturday night, just checking my phone, seeing if waivers cleared. Nope. All right. Let's shut it down. Let's wait a few more minutes. Let's open it up. Nope. Okay. I think waivers cleared after 1 a.m. Or no, I think it was 1258 uh, Saturday night. Uh, I, 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 you know, if, if that's what people are doing and they're clicking refresh every 30 seconds on their web browser or their telephone or whatever, then more power to you. Maybe this is when they make their best fantasy football decisions. It, it's possible. But, yeah. That's when the comes in the middle of the night when it's only you and the squirrels up. Uh, okay, well, speaking of Saturday night, uh, J.K. Dobbins got picked up off waivers for $2. Interesting. Not, you know, out for the year, got, has, has a knee injury. He's about a $21 keeper, I believe, for just one more year since his contract carries over. Uh, not sure what Ted's thinking there. Maybe he just believes that he's going to come back and be bombed out uh, next season. His contract does not keep, but... Because he went through free agency. Well, you know, per, per the DJ Moore rule, he was dropped to waivers and immediately picked back up, which means his contract continued. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought he cleared waivers one time. He has not cleared waivers. Uh, he was kept by Corey. This is the second year of his contract. And he was immediately picked up after he was dropped Friday morning, Friday evening. Anyway. All right. Let's get into the week six waivers. Uh, we had a couple of Special. big names. Tell us about the big names, AJ. So we had two names that people wanted to bid on. Yes. They're not big names. And there was a sneaky third name, which no one bid on. Uh, okay. Uh, so Gio Smith is potentially going to be the Seahawks quarterback for anywhere from one to five weeks. Yep. He has the weapons in Lockett and Metcalf. He also has like a good running game, complemented by like Carson and Collins. Mm -hmm. So there should be points there as long as he doesn't throw interceptions. Yeah. And he seemed good at the end of Thursday. Nine people bid on Geno Smith. Yeah. 
eight of which over $20. Easily the most money, most total money bid on any player ever. The crazy one was the winning bid was 62. That's right. The losing first loser was what, 47? 51. So Barrett won with a $62 bid. Um, of note, uh, my total budget was $61. I don't know if that had anything to do with her bid or not. Uh, next closest bid, Andrew with 51. Uh, we had Eric with 49. I bid 44. Uh, and then some others in the 30s. So of the nine people that bid, uh, sorry, there were nine people that bid. Three people did not. You are one of those three people. Why did you not bid on your boy, Geno Smith? We will get to that because I think the next one oh, is okay. even better. <laughs> right. uh, next name on the list, Devontae Booker, taken over for the injured Saquon Barkley. We had eight bids on him. You were not one of those either. What's the thinking there? So, number one. Did you forget about waivers? Just Did you forget about it or were you busy feeding Tunvik or what, what happened? I was like, I am not interested in Geno Smith. Um, to I knew he would go for like 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. So it's just like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> but number two, I don't know how good he's going to be uh, this year, like in these weeks. Wilson, Wilson may be back in two weeks' time. Uh, you were on this very podcast. Uh, well, most most weeks, but three weeks ago, finally congratulating the league for recognizing how valuable quarterbacks are. And you're going to tell me you did not bother to bid on a starting quarterback for one to five weeks? No. I'm good with my quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, I knew okay. I was put in over $40 for it. I knew I wouldn't put in over 30 You didn't want to so. put in a $1 bid like Ted did? No, because that's just stupid. Just in case. Hey, you never know. Maybe everybody forgot that it was waivers. You'll you'll see the real reason. It's okay. coming up. Tell us the real reason. So the reason why I didn't bid on Devontae Booker, whom I should have possibly bid on, especially because I have Saquon who's injured, but is I, I have Chase Claypool in my IR for the slot. Okay. He is not on IR. So I cannot make a move. Okay. And you didn't want to drop anybody to activate him? I want to switch Claypool and Barkley. Mm. But Barkley has not been ruled out yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just waiting. And your like, boy Van are, Jefferson can't be sacrificed to the masses. I feel like I should probably just drop Van Jefferson. But it was basically, <laughs> okay, if I was to bid on Booker, right? I have yeah. to sacrifice Van Jefferson. Yeah. And then I need to choose another player yeah. to draw. How about your kicker, Matt Prater? No, he's been decent. Not, I mean, maybe you think he's been uh, good enough to not drop. Uh, he's the number 10 kicker in fantasy. He's been fine, but not great. You are not immune to the move of drop your kicker early in the week and pick up a kicker later in the week when you have more information. 
Okay. In, in interesting strategy. Uh, I get it. Uh, I'm not sure I would have done the same, but uh, you're doing better than me, so there's not much I can say. Uh, the special shout out, Badger finally gets in the waiver game, uh, makes a $1 bid on Chase McLaughlin. Welcome. Welcome to the badness. Successful bid, right? Yeah. I mean, she got to four and one uh, with no bids. So maybe this is actually her downfall. She's going to start making bids and not going to be doing as well. Who's? Oh, other thing. I will say, hey, Badger, I should have said this in the weekly review. Mm. You were really quick on the trigger there when you were in that winning position. Oh, with the Mark Andrews comment? Yeah. yeah. But oh, up until the tap. She's just, you know, a little quiet. Yeah. That's, you know, she has one gem per season and she waits for the exact right moment. And that may have been it. Well, we'll see if she one-ups herself later in the year. Uh, okay. Well, let's move on to uh, a modified version of AJ's new rule corner. We're going to play out what if we had done a Vampire League. Uh, for those unfamiliar, Vampire League essentially means you have however many teams you have, one of them does not draft. So we have 12. So let's assume 11 teams drafted. One person waits until the very end. They get first crack of the waivers. They can pick up whoever they want. And then for the sake of this exercise, we're going to assume it's not fab, it's waiver priority, and they get the number one priority each week. And, uh, you know, we're going to see how good a team they can make. When could they conceivably start beating teams and what kind of team could they end up with? So um, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, there have been some pretty good players available through waivers, probably not that game changer, possible exception of one or two names. But uh, off the bat, you could have started with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Andy Dalton. So this uh, is pre-week one. Pre-week yeah. one, yeah, before the season started. I think it's conceivable to go pick up Bridgewater and Andy Dalton. Uh, yeah, you definitely pick up Bridgewater yeah, and Dalton. We'll, and we'll compare rosters as we go, and, and I'll start. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I picked up uh, Philip Lindsay and Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams, that news came out a little later in the season, but for the sake of this exercise, I'm going to say he's on my vampire squad. Receivers, Sterling Shepard was available. We're going to go Christian Kirk. And Tim Patrick. I feel like all of these are conceivable. They were guys that were getting some amount of buzz or have produced in the past. Uh, my tight end is Jared Cook. Uh, I'm going Justin Tucker. Somehow he was available on the waiver wire. And then Carolina defense. So I will change it up. And I, okay. So I also got Bridgewater and Dalton. I then went with um, Sony Michelle. Okay. Right on wave is Carlos Hyde. Okay. Right. And I'm being a little bit more pragmatic than you. I'm not throwing darts in the air for what happens later. I'm talking about before week one started, these would be the running backs I would pick up, like Damian Williams. Right. Okay. And then my uh, wide receivers were AJ Green, Brian Edwards, Jacoby Myers. Uh, Rondell Moore and Darnell Mooney. Like a lot of uh, high draft pick receivers. Yeah. And then on tight ends, Ertz was actually available. 
like Zach Ertz. Yeah. And Gusecki uh, was available, and your boy Dalton Schultz. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually picked, said I'll just start Schultz because <laughs> to make my life a little easier. I picked up Justin Tucker. I am assuming some defense I would have picked up week one, but Saints D was sure. also available. Yeah. They had Green Bay week one. I'm not sure that that's where you go, but they have been a pretty good defense in the past. And so, you know what? I, I'll go ahead and give you that one. Um, I'll go ahead and throw out some honorable mention. I mean, I'll say, I don't think anybody on my list is would have required a whole lot of, you know, foresight. Maybe Kirk, maybe Kirk was a little deeper on some boards, but Shepard for sure. That was a guy that's been started and rostered in the past. And Patrick, I was hearing a fair amount in the offseason. But J.D. McKissick, that was one. I mean, I'll say this. I was pretty much in this position uh, running back-wise after Aaron Jones because I didn't have enough money to get anybody else. And so I was scrambling for the Philip Lindsay's and the Tyson Williams. Uh, and I did not get McKissick, but he was a guy that was on my watch list at one point. Um, I'll, I'll mention... Tyson Williams is the one uh, Which one? Tyson Williams. All right. Well, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't have drafted him or picked him up right away. But he that news came out before the start of week one, and so if you're assuming you get first crack at waivers, maybe you assume that you get that guy on your team. But I see your point. Okay, how did your team do week one? Week one, they didn't do so well. Okay. I think I got like a 79. Uh, that's not very good at all. Okay. Uh, I ended up with a 131. And, and maybe you say that uh, revisionist history is 2020, but I, I look, you know, Kirk, I'll, I'll give you Kirk. Maybe Kirk was not a guy that was on many people's radar. Um, I'll also throw out, I had Jacoby Myers. I had Rondale Moore. Um, they had okay week ones, but not great. So you can, kick a couple points off that uh had you gone with this lineup of 131 that would have ranked who is uh, your lineup so it's bridgewater and dalton it's kirk shepherd and patrick tyson williams philip Lindsay, jared cook at tight end and then tucker and carolina d okay so who's uh okay so i got bridgewater at 21 kirk 22 shepherd 21 Tyson, 16, Lindsay, 8, Cook, 8, Tim Patrick, 11, Dalton only had 3, and then 7.5 out of Tucker and 9 out of Carolina D. So a pretty balanced performance. Uh, would have been 8th best score. So had that been the squad, that would have been good enough to be three teams right off the bat. Okay, uh, what did you do week 2? Week 2, I pick up three players. Heineke, Patrick, and Patterson. Okay. And um, basically, now I get a good score. <laughs> end of week two, I think I end up with, what is it? Something like, so Londell Moore scores 25. Uh, Heineke scores 22. Bridgewater scores 23. My running backs are still shared. But Jacoby Myers scores thirteen Williams. And I think I end up with like a one ten. One 
Um, okay, so I already had Tim Patrick on this team. Um, I did pick up Heineke. I, I'm going to assume I did not pick up Patterson yet. Uh, I think he had an okay week one. I think it was like about a seven in week one. That probably still doesn't make my radar. Um, and It makes your radar because you have no running backs. Uh, it's possible, yeah. Um, I mean, I probably still have a couple other guys. Um, I don't, I don't know who, but anyway. Um, okay. So I ended up slipping Rondale Moore. So I'll say this, uh, for the purpose of this exercise, I cheated a little bit and I correctly predicted the Arizona receiver that goes off each week, which in essence is impossible. Uh, like how am I going to know to sit Kirk after his two touchdowns and start more in his two touchdowns. And I get that. Um, you know, best case scenario, if I am able to predict that, which obviously is impossible, uh, I did get a 139 with this lineup. Uh, that's still Tyson and Lindsay at running back. It's stuck for one more week. Um, and if you say, well, you would never start Rondale over Kirk. Fine. I'll get, I'll, I'll grant you that. So you take off 17 points. That's still a 122. Uh, it would be the fourth best score in the league had I started more. Still sixth best score if I keep it Kirk two weeks in a row, which essentially is the same receiving core. So within the realm of possibility, this Vampire Squad all of a sudden is getting better. Yeah, like you pick up either Camilla or Devontae Adams or a Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depending on, in week two. depending on who you face, now all of a sudden you're starting to acquire some actual stars. Okay, let's go to week three. Still assuming no wins, and, and it's still the vampire lineup. So now I have picked up Cordero Patterson, because as you mentioned, running back is scarce. He just scores 21 points in week two, so I go pick him up. Uh, so I've got Patterson, and I'm going to slip in Peyton Barber at this point. Maybe I still start Tyson Williams, because he had a pretty good week one and two. But hear me out. So... Week two. This is the last week we're doing this. Yeah. We're not doing any more because your ridiculousness no, no, no. is. Week two, Gruden says, I like Peyton Barber just fine. And he gets 13 carries. So when John Gruden says that, I, I tend to listen. And so week three, Jacobs oh, is, is out. Is he still a coach of the NFL? Uh, no. So week three, Jacobs is out again. And I'm rolling the dice with Barber. But maybe not. Maybe I, maybe I stick with Tyson. And that's fine. My score is really good. And I can stand some of that. Uh, I also pick up Dawson Knox, who has now scored a touchdown. Uh, Cook has not scored a touchdown, so I think that's a plausible move. I mean, at this point, the tight ends are so... You would pick up Schultz. <laughs> like, if you haven't got Schultz, you pick him up. Maybe it's Schultz. Maybe it's Knox. Maybe it's Hunter Henry. Look, if we... let's go check out... I mean, Schultz would be fine, too. But anyway... I think what we're trying to say <laughs> before we start arguing with each other on theoreticals yeah. is it's interesting. Uh, it would make a interesting and competitive team. Sure. Uh, and it would be the case of if we were to institute this, we would have to have some kind of discount on the entry fee. Like, maybe you only pay 50%. Right? Uh, sure. Yeah, that would definitely be one possibility. I mean, the way this 
was proposed is that the loser of the league becomes the vampire the next year. So that would be that would be the payout. It wouldn't be a discount, but since you lost, now you have to be the vampire. Now, does it put you in a bad position? Sure, because you need to have uh, perfect foresight in order to field this kind of lineup. But kind of a fun way to do it. Now, as we said, you don't get to do the draft, which is kind of the best part of fantasy, uh, but it, it's a unique position. Let me just, I'll, I'll end by, I won't go through my lineups for the rest of the weeks, but I will say that I was somehow able to get the third best score in week three and then the second best score in week four. Obviously. And then the first best score in week, no, week, week five. Week five, five, I dropped a seven. The, the waiver guys didn't oh, okay. do quite as well, even though I definitely picked up and started Kadaris Tony in this. <laughs> but but the point is this would be a fun way to add some spice to the league how about next people you and i actually do this on a week by week basis sure yeah and we make it a super bold bit maybe it's worth like three points who can build the best squad by the end of the year yes okay based on total points based Total points, and we will do a randomized draw for which team we are replacing in terms of the schedule. Oh, we're saying that you get to steal from other teams as well. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. So next season, we'll start our vampire squad. Before the year, we'll give you guys updates each week to find out whose vampire is the better vampire. Whose vampire sucks more blood, AJ or Boyd? The people want to know. People of Transylvania definitely want to know. Do you think people in Transylvania can hear the podcast? Probably. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, well, this week we have two very special guests. Uh, we have our ratings bonanza getter, Andre Lee, and his wife, Laura Lee, on for the first time as a featured guest. Welcome. Well, Thank the first, me. first time this season. Uh, yes, 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 first time this season. Mm-hmm. Not first time ever. No. Uh, <laughs> we've had you on plenty of times. But you're well, great every time. Well, thanks. We're, we're glad to be here. All right. Okay. So, the St. Louis Power Couple, you guys are eight and two, running the league. <laughs> How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling really good, except this week. I mean, normally I'm feeling very good. This week, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. Mm-hmm. Why are you in a pickle? Have you not looked at my team? I've looked at your team. <laughs> he can't stop looking at my team. That's right. <sighs> yeah. That's the good thing about being married is you can look at each other's teams. That's not weird. <laughs> Whenever you want. It's Whenever right. you want. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Number one perk. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the time to talk about each other's teams is infinite because it could be all of the time. That the you question are is, do you get uh, more turned on looking at your own team or your partner's team? Oh, man. Well, I, it's an easy answer for me. Let's hear that answer <laughs> on air of recorded for everyone. My own. Yeah. As what I, I would expect from a <laughs> From a 5-0 and o team? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say it's just been a really enjoyable season so far around the Lee house. Yeah. Season. Engaged Laura is really the best kind of fantasy lawyer 
we have we have certainly had a, a different Laura this season. One that yeah. both uh, participating in waiver claims, participating in the group chat. Uh, some <laughs> might question shit. whether she's getting a little too involved in the group chat. Fire and bullets this year, Laura. What? What's uh is this is this the same Laura you've always been, or are you feeling a little more uh, perky with the performance of your team this season? Well, I think, you know, as you know, I I think this is a return to the Laura of old. Those of you who have been in the The asterisk, Laura. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Laura asterisk Thornquist, former Mm -hmm. champion um, of this league. I think this is more of a return to that. And you know what they say when you have a baby, you just have all this free time. (laughs) And you definitely get more free time. Uh, And so I think that's really helped. But uh, no, I think it's really mostly actually that I'm a, I'm a senior resident now and I have a little bit more time um, in residency to actually look at things and participate. And a little more time to waste on fantasy. Waste is a strong word because it brings joy. Yeah. It's not wasting this if you're having fun. not a waste, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> As a former champion, we have a reputation to uphold. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, right now I'm, I'm, worrying and, and distressing and, and really just trying to figure out what I'm going to do this week because I cannot, I mean this this house will be insufferable if I lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah well. it will. That's so true. you guys are matching up against the season for, for the only time so far. We'll see what happens in the playoffs, but right. this is your one matchup this season. Uh, anything on the line? <laughs> oh man, you know what a good question. We have Oh my god! I th- he almost let the phone close, and I thought he disconnected <laughs> us. And I was gonna be so pissed. Oh, um, we haven't made a side bet that I know of, but we should. That's a good thought. It's not. I mean, you would know about the side bet. There's still a way for me to just enforce it. No, thing. that's what I said. We haven't made a side bet, but we should. I know yeah. we haven't. Oh well, of Andrew is the king of side bets. Have you thought of anything? You just haven't told Laura yet. No, I, I I figured that it would be some kind of chore related bet, but mm. I was some kind of jewelry baby chore Ooh. related bet maybe. Did you hear that? <laughs> A baby chore? No, I said I was thinking jewelry, but you know. Good lord! Why not? This is going to be the Andrew, most expensive side is Andrew getting into jewelry now that he lives in the Paris of the Midwest? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, he has had the same nipple piercings since he got them. So he really needs something different. Mm-hmm. What I need is a STL Grills. Yeah, there's a great grill store that's just a few blocks oh, away from our house. Yeah. Yeah. So if I you hear need St. Louis a... is a hotbed for grills. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the grill you got. I'm talking about a fully decked out diamond mouth grill. Oh, yeah, mouth grill. Yeah, even better. <laughs> yeah. If you want to look like Nelly or Cornell Hayes Jr., as we've all learned from the Burger King commercial. And who doesn't? Then you could come to SEL Grills. Maybe the loser has to dress up like Nelly uh, for one week. You know? The, A whole week? The, one, the eye black under the one eye. The, the grill, little Band-Aid? The, yeah, or Band-Aid. Is it Band-Aid? Would you get it's laughed not... out of the, the OR if you came in with a Band-Aid? Yes. <laughs> because in St. Louis, everyone would know like what you were trying to do. They wouldn't be like, what's that Band-Aid? They'd be like, why are you dressed like Nelly? <laughs> One of the most famous St. Louis stars. Is Nelly the honorary like 
mayor of, of town? Like, does he have the key to the city? I mean, it's him or Brett Hundley or uh, John Hamm. Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Some, Fisher. Yep. All big names. There's some good uh, people from St. Louis, yeah. Who is the most famous person you've met in while living in St. Louis? Met? Uh, Gosh. We, get, we met Mac from Max Local Eats. He's a hamburger guy. <laughs> That's <laughs> not really a famous guy. I don't think this is podcast gold. Did, did you tell him about your uh, bomb.com fantasy teams? Uh, no. Oof. But we should. Yeah, we should get back to talking about topic. those uh, yeah. because I don't know, man. I mean, I felt pretty darn good about last week. Obviously, we had, you know, number one and number two point totals for the week. I feel like everybody scored a lot of points last week, though. That's not true. We scored more than all of them. No, I know, but everybody had pretty high point totals. Not you know, nobody put up an 80 or 90. Everybody was in, in the under teens, I think. Do you guys like not being in the same division anymore? Or oh, it's great. You I you're in it. the same division. No, it, it really enhances the rootability because, you know, I can just, I can root for her with no consequence of, of my own standing. Yeah. So are you That's hoping true. you go one, two, get each of the first round buys? Well, oh, what I'm, you know, I'm all about the money. So what I'm hoping is that, you know, somebody wins the league, one of us, and then the other person wins the points. And, you know, anytime that we end up with five touchdowns or 200 yards passing or, or uh, receiving or rushing, you know, all that goes into the to the fun fund. You mean Charlie's college fund. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Something practical. He's, he's going to college? We think he's going to college. He seems quite smart so mm. far. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. What if he gets an athletic scholarship? What are you going to do with all this money? That you have saved. I mean, and then hold on, hold on, hold on. Athletic you, scholarship in what? Yeah, you you met us. Uh, <laughs> what athletic scholarship do you think he could be eligible maybe, for? I, maybe maybe Barrett will teach him curling. I don't know. Esports. Esports. Yeah. <laughs> Barrett might that, take take him curling. That is an athletic endeavor, I hear. I'm told. Yeah, marathon sitting. Yeah. Clicking. Um, okay. Well, yeah. uh, do you, Andrew, do you have anything uh, to say to me after you um, poured sand down my mouth all week last week? This is the traditional thing. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a long time. If you listened last or two weeks ago, you were in. Oh, I brought well. it up. I, I keep track of the mouth sand pounding. <laughs> oh, my God. How did you make that sound even worse? <laughs> Oh, it's one of your talents. We, we did um, not have a side bet last week. Uh, no, and I'm kind of bummed. I was didn't. not feeling as confident in myself, and that's I, true. I have other things. Oh. Yeah, you were you were oh. resorting to superstition and, and trickery. Yeah, that's I right. did like that move. Mm-hmm. The the Boyd show move that was good. Yeah, unfortunately, it did not work. But it, no. I liked the effort. I mean, not even close. I overcame a six point of. performance by Russell Wilson. There was no stopping that team. Well. <laughs> Imagine what would have happened had Russ played the whole game, oh, and then man. maybe you get more than five points out of your kicker and defense. I mean, that could have been one of the best scores I mean, we've ever seen. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was like maybe a half a point off of the season high points total high. Mm-hmm. So I I was kind of bummed about that. Yeah. I and mean, if I could take that away from Danny, that'd be excellent. 
I mean, you know, from my team's perspective. Sand in the wound, by the way. What? For Danny. Oh. About what? Yes. Uh, high point. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. Um, no, I mean, to talk about my team, which Andrew swore that he was like, oh, I don't even need to come to this. You should have a chance. And all we do is talk about his team. Mm. Um, and then I he dominated like, the conversation. Yeah, all right, Laura, exactly. tell us about your team. Well, um, I mean, I'm feeling fairly justified in like going hard after Lamar because I can't, I got, you know, 40 plus points out of both quarterbacks. That As felt you great. told everybody in the WhatsApp chat. Well, very stoked about it. I am stoked. It felt <laughs> good. I like scoring points. Only, oh, his, only his second performance over 20 points. I know, but it's but, still... But it was but good. It, it felt good to it see is, those big numbers. No, I, I like big numbers. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think your teams are pretty good as is, or will you be active in the trade market this season? I am not sure. I mean, everybody wants my players. I have fielded many requests for quarterbacks, for uh, wide receivers. You know, it's just... Everybody recognizes that I have great players and they want them. Mm-hmm. But what they're offering is not anything that will improve my team, so there's no reason for, to make a move. However, this week, uh, I do have a little bit of a gap. There is some... I mean, Russ's injury just came at the worst possible week for me. So I'm Or the best possible week for me. Yeah. So I'm dealing with a lot of buy issues and I made a move. Pulled the trigger on Mike Lennon. Mm-hmm. Good old mm-hmm. thumbhead, uh, Mike Lennon. Yeah. Good old mostly neck. So neck we'll Lennon. see. Hopefully Dan Jones is a, is a problem. But man, I yeah. was I was pretty close to uh, picking up me some some Geno Smith. Not how close were you? I was off by nine dollars. Oh, that's, yeah. Laura, how are you feeling on your side? You need to well, make a trade, or are you feeling pretty good? Well, I mean, I, I like my starters in general, but I, I do not have a whole lot of depth, you know, I, and I get, I get that. And I think I'm going to struggle in the bye weeks and I'm, it's tough because I feel like when you don't have a lot of depth then trading away key pieces of your team gets nerve wracking, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't have people to replace them with. And so, um, it, it really have to be the right trade. I have entertained some trade offers and considered them certainly. Um, but I haven't, I've, I haven't pulled any, any triggers, uh, since the TJ Hawkinson trade, yep. which then, you know, you're going to live with that one for a long time. Just <sighs> loving it. Right well, no, I mean, he's, he's, hasn't had as many, you know, it was looking really good there at the beginning and now he hasn't been as productive lately, but Boyd, as the, uh, fantasy expert, what do you think of Dawson Knox? Oh, God. oh well, Dawson uh, Knox. You know, once this podcast drops, you'll be able to hear my take on him. Uh, but I coined our matchup last week as the battle of this year's uh, George Kittle slash Mark Andrews slash Robert Tunyon. It's either Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz that's going to be that next uh, relative unknown tight end that rises to top five uh, stardom. And I don't know which one it is yet. Andrew I keeps like harping Schultz, on. But I, I can see Dawson Knox being that guy. Both, you know, wily, uh, great names. Mm-hmm. And on great hair. hair. Great hair, at least on your guy. Well, <laughs> I mean, here's what I'll say about the trades. Uh, you guys both have pretty good teams, but every year 
the trade deadline provides lots of fireworks. There are usually at least a couple teams that load up. So, you know, uh, Barrett was able to make it uh, with, I think, just the what she got Taylor, which ended up being a pretty key move. Um, mm-hmm. Most teams make at least one move to get themselves into the prime position. So mm-hmm. just got to keep your ear to the ground. Oh, but how incredible would it be to win every game and go straight to the championship game, win that, and have made no trades? And also, how great would it be to just win the lottery? (laughs) It would be so great. Andrew, sounds like you have dreams of going uh, 17-0. and I mean, doesn't everybody? Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that seems the only way to live when you have zero losses and it's just, you have yeah. to just live the dream everybody else's dreams have been crushed except mine so far crushed. will it be uh, extra satisfying to know that uh you could give andrew his first loss of the season i mean this is the thing about marriage yes of course <laughs> it will be so satisfying to crush him or beat him by a small margin <laughs> You know, in any in any fashion, to win will be great. But the problem is, then I have to deal with listening to him whine about it <laughs> for the rest of my life. Whine? Oh, yes. I would not want to talk about it ever again if you beat me. But you know, he'd probably sulk. I would be and upset. He'd mope. I, and I would uh, probably turn off the TV and go play video games or go play computer games or something. Probably, yeah. and you know, wouldn't be very helpful. To be an esports athlete. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would he be very helpful around the house while sad, just sadly loading the dishwasher and sadly starting the laundry? So, yes, you know, I would love to beat him, but it doesn't come without consequences. I'm not, I'm it's not just saying like I'd rather lose. Right. Yeah. You know, you, they may look like a loss for me, but they're actually a win. Yeah. If Andrew loses, he makes sure he punishes everyone else as well. And me the hardest, for sure. There's nothing Andrew hates more than losing to me in anything at any time. That's absolutely true. As somebody who has played (laughs) board games with us, you know this firsthand. (laughs) So, I mean, I I felt like I didn't have much of a shot just looking at his team and the variability that I've had in my team. But now, you know, some key injuries. I'm starting to get a twinkle of hope here. All right. Well, uh, good luck, you guys. Uh, Big matchup. In the state of Missouri, I'm sure the whole state will be talking about it. But thank you so much for being on the podcast this week, uh, and I'm sure we'll have each of you on uh, again, perhaps next week. Right? We'll see. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk to you as we enter the playoffs and then the championship. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Boyd. Bye, see you guys. Okay, and now we are on to our week six previews, where. As Boyd mentioned, interdivision action starts. Which division is better? Boyd? That's what the people want to know. Yeah. Oh, you're not just going to say your division is better? It's obvious that it's our division, but go ahead and give me your case for your division. Well, and I by was... your division, I mean Barrett's division. Let's be real here. Obviously, I didn't choose this shit division. Like, yeah. both divisions are shit. Oh. Okay. You both stopped at your job. <laughs> You had one job, and you couldn't even decide the rules. We did decide the rules. The rules were you pick who you want in your own division. Okay. You know, if you say that uh, we failed because we are the last place team in each of our divisions, sure, I'll grant you that. But maybe that's what we wanted. 
Okay. This is, a, this is a different year of fantasy, my friend. I am so, no longer a participant. I am more a spectator and a commentator. Ah, uh, let's let's see how long that holds. Yeah. All right. So I, I will give you that the top team, the only undefeated team, is a team from the Coxman. Damn right it is. Uh, but I will say that four out of the six current playoff teams are from the Wolverines. I mean, top two scoring teams are in our division. Correct. But like, and I will say they're on a tier by themselves. Mm -hmm. And then like the next tier is, I would consider like six teams and four, four of the six are Wolverines. So you could say like the top eight, it's four and four again. Yeah. You guys are right in the meaty part of the curve. And then we have the four teams that have only won one game. <laughs> they are also the lowest scoring teams. Yep. So it will be interesting to see how the divisional matchups uh, play out. I do not believe that there have been that many trades intra division. Intra division. Yeah. Wow. I think there have been plenty of trades because the two highest cadence traders are both in our division, Corey and Danny. Corey and Danny mm-hmm. made a couple of trades. Corey, I mean, Corey makes trades with everybody, I suppose, but oh. he's made trades with me. He's made trades with now Pete. Interdivision. So. Interdivision. Yeah, that's right. Like, I think I've made a trade with Pete. Uh, Corey's made a trade with Eric. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's been any others. Laura and Corey. Really, the question is, who hasn't Corey made a trade with? Yeah. Did he make one with Christina already? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Nor, nor has anybody ever made a trade with Badger. That is the one. You know, <laughs> if you can pull that off, we just put your name on the trophy. I think. Um, does she respond to your trade requests? I don't know that I've officially sent her a trade request. I think uh, I asked if one of her players was available one time and she said no. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's how it usually goes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Week six previews. Who's up first? Let's do my matchup. All right. And get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. All right. You're going up against Corey. You have a one. Oh, you were. The underdog this week, 117 to 119. How about that? Uh, you look like you're running out a bit of a skeleton lineup. No Camara, Barkley down with injury. LaVisca Chenault Jr. finds his way into your lineup this week. Confident or no? Sorry? I said, are you confident or no? Yeah, I'm confident. Okay. Uh, I will... Maybe do some adjustments once Barkley finally goes on injured reserve, as uh-huh. I said. Uh, I, I definitely feel more confident in Chenault versus Tim Patrick this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe Alex Collins sneaks in. Yeah. Right? Maybe Chase Claypool finds his way into the starting lineup. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, anybody on Corey's team worrisome? Oh, AJ Dillon. But he's not in the starting lineup. So. <laughs> well, a good thing you don't have to worry about him. He's not in the starting lineup. Should Corey be starting both Green Bay running backs? Yes, he should be doing what Badge is doing as she's four and one and he's one and four. Yep. And starting the whole backfield. 
Yeah, I probably uh, should have been starting both Green Bay running backs. I wouldn't be one and four. What is your uh, prediction? Uh, my prediction is that Corey gets the win. Okay. I don't love his team, but I like it. It's getting closer. Uh, Sanders going up against Tampa. Don't like that one. So he's going to need some stars to come through. And uh, you're a little shorthanded, although I do. Th- I don't know. This is a tough one. It's a tough one. But uh, I started with Corey. I'll stick with Corey. Okay. So I will pick myself. Excellent. All right. If well, I end up like going like Owen and Owen five one after picking myself, I may change back yeah. to not. I would be surprised if you made it five times picking yourself before you realize what you're doing to yourself. Okay, let's move on. We've got Danny Hat going up against Christina. Christina finds herself at three and two, uh, playing some hijinks. She doesn't have a full lineup in there for us to discuss, but Danny's predict for 135. Christina, 118, but she needs to put a second receiver and a second back in there. Uh, maybe it's because there's still question marks there. Will she will she start an Elijah, either Moore or Mitchell this week? I think she's going to start Gaskin, and then okay. she's going to start Lugs. So okay. let's give her like what is it? Twenty more points. Twenty more points. Yeah. And so now she's a she's not the underdog. I will say that based on that, looking at a. I will go with uh, Danny. Okay. I'm going to go with Christina's team this week. That uh, quarterback tandem, pretty hard to bet against. And she just picked up Darrell Williams. No, no, she drafted Darrell Williams. Another running back not available on waivers because our league is too good. Too good at picking up the guys before they're available. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's move on. Barrett against... Pistol Pete, yeah. 129.8 to 129.2. We got ourselves a tight one. Yeah, and as I said, this is the story of the two hard luck teams. Both, if they'd made the correct start-sit decisions, they could have been better. Pete, this week, doesn't have too many decisions to make as his bench is filled with buys. Yeah. Uh, is so, yeah. Kobe Myers the correct OP start sit decision, or is that the one that Pete will be ruining come Tuesday morning? Yeah, maybe Javante Williams Perhaps. sneaks in for a few touchdowns. Yeah, maybe your boy Sony Michelle makes it in there. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, on Barrett's side, uh, pretty full lineup. Newly acquired Geno Smith not in the starting lineup. Will Barrett regret that? Probably. And because of that, I will go with Pete. Do we think we can convince Barrett to start Geno Smith? Or the other way, can we make sure she does not start Geno Smith? I'm just surprised she's not starting any of the Philadelphia position players because they're going up against Tampa. High-scoring game. Mm -hmm. All right, who you in with Pete? Yep. Uh, okay, I'm going to stick with the Coxman. I will also take Pete. All right, let's move to Badger against Ted Stone. 
Ted Stone going up against the Badger train. But he is projected to win 136 to 124. Do you believe the projections? I I do because I think like Lockett may underperform. I think like Mark Andrews has had his day in the sun mm-hmm. and may come down. So I I believe Ted will keep on chugging. Again, the Tampa Philly game, high scoring. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, law regression would suggest Badger can't keep this up forever. Uh, but fuck it. I'm going with the Badger train once again. The upset of the week, lock of the week, Badger gets to five and one. What do you think about that? Okay. <laughs> Moving on to a potential loser leaves town. Matchup. Oh yes, loser leaves town. Which matchup are we talking about? You versus Eric. Oh, that's not very nice. Hey, it, you both are one and four. One of you will be one and five. Pretty hard to come back unless you go on like a six and zero one. Yeah, hard to argue that point. I'll give you that. We went uh, you... last year. Uh, I think only one team. Has ever made the playoffs after starting one and five. So, uh, certainly will be an uphill climb. It's possible both teams have already left town. I, you know, <laughs> we are number 11 and 12 in the TD Ameritrade projected standings, I think. Yes. So, Alec, if you win this, because you're currently projected to lose, you may jump from 12 to 11. Possible. Uh, currently, I have a projected 125 to 121 point advantage, uh, which I do believe uh, those are not the lowest projections of the week. That would be you and Corey. So yes. really, this should be the nine and 10 ranked teams in the standings, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, relatively, hell no, not exactly. Uh, Eric is missing Debo. You would probably be starting him otherwise. Uh, possibly Corey Davis's Jets are on by. And meanwhile, on my side, uh, nobody's on by. This is full strength, newly retooled team. I'm picking myself. I'm picking Eric. All right. There we go. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're, you're basically predicting that I am leaving town next week. Yes. Or you may have already left town. Yeah. May have already left. Uh, I, I tell you what, the, the buzzards have been circling for a couple weeks now. Just, just waiting for my carcass to uh, start rotting and I keep sending you trade requests. It's possible that it started already. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much everybody on my team is available for the right price. Some guys, some guys are going to be pretty expensive, but most guys uh, could still be had if, uh, you know, we'll move on. All right. Marquee match of the week, Laura Lee versus Andrew Lee. The battle for Charlie. Winner gets Charlie, I think, and guts their side bet. I think it would be like, if I was battling Sorby, I'd be like, winner gets to not change a diaper for like a week. Oh, that's a good one. But that's the bet I would be making. Yeah. Uh, or it doesn't have to do a morning feed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. All great options. Um, projections are... 
give all the advantage by 7.6 points, uh, 134 to 126. Interestingly enough, both teams have got a better average score than their projections, with Andrew tightening that up with their average scores of 139.6 versus 141.2. So that's a lot tighter. Um, let's break it down position by position. All right. Quarterbacks. And we really only have one. Uh, Josh Allen versus Derek Carr. Uh, Andrew, a little shorthanded at the quarterback position, not able to start anybody in the OP slot. Uh, he's got Matt Ryan on by this week. He does have a quarterback, and this was the yeah. sneaky third name from the waiver wire. No one bid on Mike Lennon. Yeah. A starting quarterback. Possibly starting quarterback. We don't know what's going on with Daniel Jones. He may play. If he doesn't, then Andrew has somebody to stick into that OP slot. For now, uh, I if, if you want to pretend Mike Lennon is starting, we can put him in into this discussion. I'll, I'll leave that up to you. What do you think? Well, let's put him in because it okay. makes the show go a little quicker. Because right. in the end, it's Josh Allen versus either one or Lamar Jackson versus either one, either of the other two. Yeah. And you're still picking the single guy. Yeah. Yeah. Allen so, and Jackson, possibly the best quarterback duo in the league. Uh, even, even if it's Mike Glennon. So, yeah. moving on. Running backs. Christian McCaffrey. Running backs. We have a very strong uh, core, uh, duo sorry, of Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott on Andrew's side. Slightly weaker, not as name, not as known name-wise in Dale Henderson and Chase Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Henderson's been doing well this year. But you have to give it to Andrews running backs. Yeah. Laura's running backs averaging 25, uh, 26 points a game. And Andrews running backs averaging 36 points a game. So nice little advantage there. I I mean, look, McCaffrey's questionable, but even if Hubbard plays, I think you kind of got to go with Andrews running backs. So I will concur. Uh, next up, receivers: Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, and DK Metcalf for Andrew. And then we got Ceedee Lamb, Cortland Sutton, Adam Thielen for Laura. This one's a little closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the matchups on Andrew's side. I don't hate the matchups on Laura's side, but I think matchups would favor Andrew's receivers. Yeah, uh, there's also. Two, I think they're better. I'm just going to go with the Andrews receivers here. There's also two interesting ones with oh, one on each side, DK Metcalf versus Adam Thielen. Both are maybe not performing to that level. Like DK is-ish, but Thielen's definitely nowhere near what Laura thought he would be, probably. I, so, I don't know. Thielen is sitting right there in the low 20s. And, I mean, he was drafted as kind of a low-end wide receiver, too. The the touchdowns have dried up the last couple of weeks, for sure. Uh, but I don't know that, that he's that far off. 
I mean, Lamb has certainly been more disappointing than Adam Thielen. We'll say that. Well, he's had two bust weeks per ESPN Watson thing. Two average weeks and that one boom. So, who knows? Uh, I will also go with Andrews receivers. Uh, Tight end, we have... Hawkinson, who Andrew, uh, who Lola traded for, uh, versus Dawson Knox, and I'll actually go with Dawson Knox. Hawkinson. Oh, I am also going with with Dawson Knox. Of my two yeah. chances to win that bold bet, he is one of them, so I got to stick with him. Um, of note, Andrew also picked up Dawson Knox in advance of Week Three, so it is definitely possible. Some might say probable. All right. Uh, defense and kicker. I mean, doesn't matter. Yeah, Cowboys, Raiders, Buffalo. I mean, I'll, well, Tyler Bass has been pretty good, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and say not a ton to discuss here. Okay, so given all that, all of that, who do you like more? It's interesting. Andrew, last remaining five and zero team, Laura. Surging, she's on a two-game win streak, and Laura has the projected advantage here. But I like Andrew to get to six and zero. Those skill positions just—they're too much. I know that those quarterbacks are pretty weak, uh, but Laura's going to need every bit of those quarterbacks to make this a game, and I think Andrew prevails. So I think that Laura, with her quarterbacks, is. This is just going to steamroll, Andrew. Steamroll? Yeah. Right. And I will give it to Laura. Possible tension in the Lee household. Tension in the booth right now. I think we've picked different winners on each of the matchups. No, we both picked Pete. We both picked Pete. All right. Uh, okay. Well, that does it for the week six previews. Yeah. Quick. Uh, pick it. Quick Pickham's update. Uh, Corey is slowly but surely running away with it. Has yeah. developed like a nice little six, seven point lead. Uh-huh. The best ball update, Gabe now leads instead of uh, Brett Stone. And uh-huh. we were facing each other this week in sleep. We were. Yes, we did zero smack talk whatsoever. I totally uh, forgot slash didn't check the app this week. <laughs> Come to find out, I beat you, uh, which was my first win of the week. Unfortunately, not even a double win. I was not one of the top five scores of the week. <laughs> Despite scoring finally enough points to win, uh, it was not close to one of the better scores. So, so you're one and seven? One, one and, and nine. nine. Yeah. Nine. Doesn't look good. I got a yeah. long road ahead of me. I'm hoping for some of my injured players to come back <laughs> in that league. Yeah. I tell you what, my vampire team is like four and one though. So that's ah, pretty nice. Bad. Yeah. Uh, it's upsetting that Andrew's been in charge of this. <laughs> it's a good thing he can run his fantasy team better than he can run this phone. Otherwise, Can't he get much better than the way I'm running my fantasy team. Would be was that, was that Cam laughter in the back? Do you have friends over? <laughs> it's my mom. <laughs> She likes my jokes, which is the best part about having a mom. 
Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, definitely uh, one of our best episodes yet, I think. Okay. Bye for now. Yeah. Bye-bye.